Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. I'm your host, Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University. And I'm your co-host, Michael Steiner, vice president for innovation. And we have an amazing guest today on Framework Leadership, Charlie Hughes. Charlie is a preacher from South Florida who launched and leads one of the greatest young adult ministries of all time at the church by the Glades called Rally. Yes, sir. I love that. I love that. So great to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to our conversation. And I want to open up our conversation by talking about Rally. And uh, over the last few years, you've overseen the growth, development, um, leadership of this group. Tell us how it's impacted your life personally, but also why it's important for pastors to really focus on next gen. It's a great question. Well, Rally is the the greatest joy of my life. It's been the honor of a lifetime getting to launch and lead that ministry. And I, I play a, a part. It's a whole team of us that that launched the ministry in 2019 and continue to lead it now. And uh, it's been a learning experience to say the least. I never oversaw a ministry prior to that. I was 19 when I when I launched it in uh, wow. 2019. I'm 22 now. And uh, definitely a, a lot of learning along the way. Just I'm sure you talk about all the time on this podcast, like Mm -hmm. just questions you don't know to ask as a leader until you're in the situation. Right. Right. And definitely uh, gave me a whole new respect for my dad, who is the senior pastor of the church I lead at. His name's uh, David Hughes. Yep. And it's just just been the the greatest, um, I feel like, fast track to, to just personal growth as a leader and as a Christ follower having to depend on God all that more as I tried to shepherd his people. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been the best. And as far as just why I think churches should create a space and a place for young adults is I think one, I feel like, and this is just kind of my own observation, but churches that are really leading the way nowadays and, and just different areas, whether it be small groups, worship, whatever, there's a lot of young adults at the helm. Yeah. That's just an observation. I don't yeah. know. I don't right. have any stats on right. that. Right. 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 Just yeah. My own eyeball test. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. there are a lot of young adults involved in churches that are really making moves for the kingdom in big yeah. ways. And then also like, I, there's a need for it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we've all heard the the stats and the stories, Gen Z dropping out of the church. Right. So we can't let young adults be the forgotten demographic. We need yeah. to create a place for them to continue to disciple them. Right. And everything they're looking for is found in the church. I mean, Agreed. you know, hope, especially hope. Uh, so many uh, want hope. So, yeah, very important. Yeah, and so tell us a little bit about this generation. I mean, obviously you're at the forefront of it, you're a part of it, all that kind of different stuff. How, in your opinion, how is leading this generation and the leadership style of this generation different than kind of what's come before? Mm. So how's the leadership? How's leading let's them talk, different? Let's talk from about leaders? yeah. Talk about leading them. What does that mean for you to lead them to be a leader of of this generation? Man, what's it mean for me to lead them? I mean, just trying to be someone that young adults can trust. Mm-hmm. I feel like right. a, a big thing among my generation is like we're trying to figure out what's real. Right. Like in the day and age of social media, where you see a version of people that you know, like that, that's not really you, yeah, bro. Yeah. Everyone's searching for what's real. And I feel like the the most solid trust among my peers is going to be built on them knowing that I'm real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not showing you a fake version of me, which means it's a flawed version yeah. of me that you're getting. Right. And um, I'm going to do my best to do good by you, but most of all, do good by God. Mm. And um, I feel like that's kind of been my leadership yeah. style. And I feel like it's worked so far. Mm-hmm. And it uh, kind of, 
builds grace and room for grace when I fall yeah. short. So I'm like, hey, I've been real with you from the jump, and I've, yeah. never, I've never claimed to know everything, right. but I'm going to do my best to uh, serve you and serve God, and mm-hmm. hopefully that goes well. Yeah. What, what have been some of the challenges that you've experienced through this? That's a great question. Um, so I launched Rally with um, our core team of about six to eight people when I was 19, and I was uh, one of the younger people. We were all young adults, but I was one of the, the younger young adults. And uh, leading my peers has definitely been difficult. Like it, it uh, it's been a lot of fun at times. Um, maybe leading with them is a better way to say it. But kind of um, like it wasn't as much leading people older than me. It was more leading my peers who I grew up with. Where now I've kind of, in some areas, become the person they report to. Figuring out that dynamic has definitely been a challenge at sure. times, um, but I feel like people old me are like more, more on board at first. Mm-hmm. And I'm still at times figuring out like like that balance between friend yeah. and leader right. Yeah. Right. and everything that goes into that. Yeah, what's something that maybe because uh, I love the dynamic that you're taking over something or you're leading something within mm-hmm. the larger ecosystem of what your family has built mm-hmm. and. So a question I love to ask is, what's advice your dad gave you for a long time that didn't make any sense until you started leading? Man, um, I feel like when I first started leading, I do. I don't think I'm this way anymore. But I was. I just feel like when people think of sh- strong leaders in history, it's like people who are kind of cutthroat and to the point and, right. and very direct. And there is a place for, of course, being direct when leading. Um, but more talking about like being harsh and direct. Mm-hmm. And my dad is one of the kindest leaders yeah. Yeah. ever. His, his thing is like, kindness is not weakness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, like I agree, but at the same time I was like, whatever, like I gotta right. get stuff done. Right. So that means I need to be a little cut though at times where I realized like people don't enjoy that guy. Mm-hmm. And he's a hard guy to follow forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people who are just with me for the moment. I know some people are gonna come and some people are gonna go. Um, but I, I would like to think that this crew that I started rally with, we could we can go the distance. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to be the case if I'm a jerk to them. Right. And that's obviously not a, it's not, it's not a great way f- for me to be as a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. If I'm following Jesus, I should right. be right. like right. Jesus. And right. Jesus was a kind leader. So yeah. I've definitely come to the realization that my dad was right. Kindness is not weakness. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of recent um, uh, graduates and current students, you know, I know here at Southeastern, but a lot of faith-based universities, you know, are really God's calling them into ministry. I mean, yeah. so many uh, have this deep hunger to make a kingdom influence. What do they need to know before stepping into leadership roles? Do you, you know, what what would you say would be important for them to already be cultivating in their life before they step in? I would say it's important that you're already serving at a local church. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. why is why would someone just give you um, an opportunity? Not saying that we're ever deserving of, of certain opportunities. But I do think there is part of like, there are some opportunities you need to prove yourself for and earn. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to a, a Christian university and a lot of my classmates who were also in the school of ministry, like I was, were very plugged in the churches, but there are a few where they were, they would just talk to me about their plans for once we graduate. And they're like, Oh, I'm gonna go work at this church as or my, my goal. And I think I get this position right out of college is to be the head of whatever department at whatever church. And I'm like, I know for a fact you've not been involved in a local church the entire four years we've been here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how is that going to work? Like, you haven't been submitted to anyone's leadership for at least four years. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to go well, even if you somehow got that opportunity. Right. So just from a practical point, like, you need a resume. Right, right. right. And 
secondly, like you need that, that character within you that yeah. only comes from being submitted under someone's leadership. So I, I was blessed with like, I got to launch a great ministry with a great church behind me mm-hmm. at age 19. But I also grew up under my dad's right. leadership. Yeah. So I was serving in multiple di- different mm-hmm. areas as a teenager and the church trusts me. My dad knew he could trust me. And by no means was I leading it by myself. I best believe I was calling and texting my dad every day with right. a different question. But being submitted to leadership is going to develop your character and it's going to show those who you are submitting to that you're someone who's worthy of trusting with greater mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And what, you know, That's it's good. fascinating. I was listening to, um, on this same subject, I'm going to connect it right here in a second, but I was listening to, to Joe Rogan talk to Dave Chappelle and they talked about how it's so different for stand-up comics today because mm-hmm. with social media, you can like literally blow up overnight, even though you've never spoken in front of it. You don't have all these different chops. And I feel like there's actually a similar trend happening in the church world, right? Like we've got guys that guys and girls that are, you know, becoming evangelists, they're gaining influence, all this stuff right through social media without the backing of a church, having never plugged in. How do you think that's going to play out? And what are some of the implications there when it comes to, um, you know, the influence of social media on, on the future there? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make blanket statements, but no. like that scenario, you guys, I don't see it going good right. long-term. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like part of the reason I've experienced success doesn't even feel like the right word, um, but fruit as a preacher, right. yeah. maybe where it feels like, wow, this, this word that I believe God gave me actually helped someone. That's why I mean right. by like success right. has been because like I've had my dad, who mm-hmm. I think is one of the greatest preachers in the world. I might be biased, but it doesn't make yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's um, right. Like, show me, like, yo, this is how you prepare yeah, a exactly. sermon. But even yeah. more importantly, this is how you prepare your heart before you deliver a mm-hmm. sermon. And I, I'm not saying those people aren't getting that training, but, right? But it's when you're attacking, like, what I see a lot on, like, mm-hmm. what people would call like a Christian TikTok. Like, right. there's a lot of just going at other Christians. Yeah, like, and I don't think that should be the heart. Right behind your preaching, right? Like, right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I I don't think it's the best. I think you need, like we were just talking about, like be right. submitted under leadership, mm-hmm. have mentors, yeah, have people who have been where you've been, and so that way you know how to. You actually have a roadmap for how to get right. to where those who are submitting you, what right. they are. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so good. And 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 young people, man, they can, they truly discern. You know, when it's just head knowledge versus head and heart. Right, and it makes all all the impact in the world. How how do you think um, ministry leaders can use social media to really effectively foster community mm. and build community and connection uh, uh, among the group? It's a great question. That's something we're trying to get better at 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 rally, and I think we're starting to to um, make strides at getting there. But having social media be a place where it's not just the church bulletin board, like right. here's what's coming up, but that, that's important. You should yeah. be posting that stuff. But how are you serving people? So I think sermon clips are a great yeah. way for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but even practically, any way you can connect people, I think that's that's awesome, which mm-hmm. that might just, that might be like another promotional post, like, hey, mm-hmm. we're doing this thing, yeah. come connect. But it could be um, some way where you're, you're having people engage in the comment section and you're trying to... Um, um, pray for people is, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's not deep. It's kind of more practical and simple and anything, right. but just my, my strategy with social media and I've seen it work, um, both for the personal discipleship of those who attend rally and also just for like 
the development of the ministry and numerical growth is like, I, I have a, just a shotgun strategy. Like I'm just going to yeah. post, 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 post some sermon clips, post some advertisement for this event we're doing, mm-hmm. post some type of posts where maybe we're praying for people who are commenting on something yeah. and um, just throwing things at the wall and seeing what, what sticks, mm-hmm. like instead of just having a, a streamlined mm-hmm. strategy. Right. And I feel like that's, that's served us well. Yeah. So we haven't figured it out. Mm-hmm. We're very much figuring it out. And some things are sticking, some things aren't. Yeah. 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 Well, the one inter- observation I'll make from, from looking at your guys' social media and what I love, and I, and I see this doing, this is kind of the best way I've seen it, is even though you've got this big reach, right, because it's the algorithm pushing it, it's all still so local. Like everything yeah. you're talking about is still connected to rally, still connected to this like mm-hmm. main geographical area. And yes, you're talking about big principles, different things that anybody could apply, but there's an authenticity that comes when you Appreciate speak it. to one one geographical area, that one community yeah. that you're trying to build, that even people who aren't part of that community still resonate with. Mm-hmm. And I think as pastors think about their social media, too many of them think about it as their opportunity for the global stage, mm-hmm. right? To like yeah. be everybody. And when you start talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Yeah. I feel like when it turns into self-promotion, you're asking people to serve you. Right. Rather like, we'd like to view social media as like, how, how can we serve you? Yep. Right. Yep. So. Yep. Love it. Love it. And so that's it's so huge. Good. And that's a good, great way to think about it. Well, we're going to move into our fire round. This is one we fire those questions at you. Uh, we're going to, oh, we're going to fire what? Three questions. Just three um, this time. Just, just kind of want you to answer with your gut real quick. And, yeah. and okay. again, the whole purpose is to grab some practical, applicable pieces of advice from your experience for everybody who's listening in. So, uh, so let's begin. Michael, you fire the first one. All right. First one. What's the most important piece of advice that you've received so far in your leadership? That That's a great question. Most important piece of advice that I've received so far um, in my leadership. Um, man, I know this was supposed to be fast, yeah. but I'm like yeah. trying to think. Take your time. Um, I, I had a, a mentor well, once tell me that like, God is really looking at how hard you work today yeah. in order to determine what responsibility he's going to give you tomorrow. Yeah. Not saying like, like, uh, it's our works that, you know, get us there. Of course, it's the grace of God is so involved, but I think God is looking at like, do you take this seriously? Do you understand the weight of this? And I think a, a large part of, of you understanding the weight of what God's trusted you with is how much work you put into mm-hmm. what he's trusted you with. So I've always tried to be someone who comes prepared, whether that's preaching, yeah. whether that's to a meeting, whatever it is, I, I want to be the most prepared I could possibly be. Love it. And I've seen God bless the preparation. Yeah. Love it. That's good. You know, our world's been totally flipped upside down and all over and every which way and, and society is becoming more and more secular in pretty profound ways. Um, how do you think the church can remain and stay relevant in, in, in an increasingly secular society? Yeah. Yeah. So our church, um, if we're known for anything, we're probably known for our out of the box and unorthodox uh, presentation mm. of the gospel just on a week to week basis in our services where like one of our um, uh, values is actually is we, we call it a, we don't believe in secular. Like we believe mm. the earth is the Lord's and everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah so exactly. A stat I just threw out uh, in yeah. the break guys did where at SU conference yeah. um, is uh, I live in a community of uh, Broward and Dade County. They're, 96 and 97 percent unchurched yeah and being church this is like the mm-hmm. how they define it is attending church three times a year 
So you go to Christmas, Easter, a wedding or a funeral, you are technically church to my community and 96% of my community is not that. Not that. Wow. So we're dealing with a very unchurched, lost, whatever you want to call it, crowd. So something we do to make the gospel relevant, I think the gospel can be relevant no matter how you present it, but how do we make it extra relevant, if you will, to the community we're ministering to is we'll take a song that maybe you hear on a secular Mm -hmm. radio station, but we'll scrub a dub dub, squeak, clean it up, make it appropriate for church. And we'll use that song as a launching point for the message. It's not part of our worship. It's a living, breathing, walking, talking sermon illustration. And there's Mm -hmm. all, we call it discipline creativity. It's never doing a song for the sake of doing a song. It's It's a song that either ties into the theme of the service, the series, or the message itself in a very clear way. And we'll use that moment in the service to, we're, we're normally targeting men to get that lost man, right. like sure. in the room going from, yeah. from here with his arms crossed, yeah. his arms yep. unfolded, and we can penetrate his heart with the gospel. Yeah. Huge. So that's one way we do it practically at Church by the Glades and at Rally. We're just trying to take every tool, every weapon out of the enemy's hand and use it against him. Mm. Wow. And uh, it's fun. It makes church fun yeah, that way. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Last, last question for our round. What is next for Rally Night? What's the, what's the thing you're most excited about that's coming down the pike? I'm I'm always excited for for rally. We're recording this in February. We have a rally coming up on the 24th, and it's our first ever rally. That's um, a relationship theme night. We're calling it Rally. It's complicated. Okay. Ah. And um, figuring that out. So yes. I'm I'm single. I've never really been in a super serious relationship, so I'm treading lightly. Yeah. Ah, um, yes. Trying to don't don't want to make anyone too mad or, or right. speak uh, from no experience. But I'm trying to find some truths in scripture. I think will resonate with people who are living in a complicated relationships to say sure, the cool. least. So it should be a fun oh, night. So good. Love that's it. Powerful. Well, Charlie, I want to thank you for joining us on thank you. on today's podcast. And thank you for being at uh, SCU Confit. I mean, man, powerful. And yeah. just grateful you. for you and your leadership and how God's using you to make a difference in next gen. And I mean, he's going to continually open doors for you because, uh, you. man, you have the gifts and abilities and, and, and the anointing. Thank so you. grateful for you. So thanks for being here. And uh, if you want to stay up to date with Charlie, you can follow Charlie on Instagram at Charlie Hughes, but it's uh, H-E-Z, right? Yeah. I want to make sure they... I yeah. couldn't get my actual names. I had to settle for the Z. Yeah, but <laughs> you can on LinkedIn at Charlie-Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Any yeah. other... Uh, they can get I, in touch with you? I think that's, I think that's it. Where do you guys stream uh, Rally? YouTube, Instagram, at Rally Nights. Love it. Love it. Check it out. Yep, every single week. Great. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Framework Leadership Podcast. Have a great week and take care. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today on Framework Leadership. If you're watching on YouTube right now, now would be a great time to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you can get more leadership content right into your YouTube feed. You can also check us out on Instagram at Kent underscore Ingle at Dr. Michael Steiner or on Twitter and YouTube at Kent Ingle. And hey, if you love great email newsletters, and I know that I do, you want to check out the Framework Leadership Newsletter. Every single Friday drops in great tips to be a better leader, resources, thoughts right into your inbox. Check it out. You can sign up at kentingle.com. Make sure you hop on to there. Thank you so much for listening to Framework Leadership. Take care, everybody.